just Lady Ada. Hey everybody, it's me, Lady Ada, and with me is Mr. Lady Ada. It's time oh. for the desk of Lady Ada. This is my desk. It's right. kind of a mess, but that's okay. I got some electronics. Yeah. Who's not loving it? Summer in the city, doing electronics. We went outside. It was great. I got a little sunburn. Yeah. Um, we had, but we had a great bunch. We saw people in person. It was amazing. Yes. Uh, okay, but I did yesterday. I did a bunch of electronics uh, before uh, we went out, and so I thought I would uh, show off some of the projects I did. Um, first up, I got my, um, RP Nano Connect, hold on, box. let's go to the overhead and I'll show this off. So yeah. I got... Arduino is also using the Raspberry Pi RP2040 chip. We got one. And, yes. um, we're going to make sure it runs CircuitPython. Right. So this is... I'm not doing how to use this thing. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so this is the RP... 2040 connects. This is interesting because Arduino is kind of traditionally known as a, sorry, it's traditionally known for using, um, you know, SAMD core series, AVR series, you know, very, I mean, they do, you know, they have a couple of STM chips here and there, but for the most part, they're very like microchip focused. And so it's kind of cool to see them uh, joining forces with Raspberry Pi uh, using the new RP2040 chip, which we think is a, a sweet ass chip. Um, on this board, the 2040 Connect. And so um, I ordered one as soon as they were available and they showed up yesterday. And um, the neat thing about the RP2040 is built-in ROM bootloader um, and we've got great support for its in CircuitPython. Um, this board also has a uh, Wi-Fi chip. This, has a, this is a Nina, why isn't this locking? Okay. Hopefully it should lock in. Um, so this is the U-Blocks Nina 102, which is an ESP32. It's like the tiniest ESP32 module. It's just adorable uh, with the built-in flash. It's got this 3D antenna, which we actually talked about 3D antennas, I think, um, on a desk lady a couple months ago. It's got the RP2040 here. I mean, it's got like 0201 component. It is so small. Um, these little microscopic parts. It's got a PDM microphone here. You can barely see it. This little gold spot here is the PDM mic. Reset button. Um, I think it's an RGB LED. One uh, yellow LED. A green power LED. Power circuitry. Um, this is flash memory. So it's got, I think, 16 megabytes of flash and the RP2040 chip and then... Um, it has also a gyro on it, by the way. And um, so uh, Liz, Blitz City, uh, got hers like a day earlier. And so she put in a PR to add support for, for CircuitPython. Um, I collaborated with her. I just like fixed a couple typos for the CI to be happy. And I tested it out and it works. And so um, I, I did a couple demos. If you check the PR in CircuitPython, um, where I merged in support for this, I have two demos, one that prints out the gyro data because we have a driver for the built-in gyro and it just works. And I also wrote a Wi-Fi demo, which is neat because the driver we have for the ESP32 airlift, it's the same firmware. Like we use the same firmware as Arduino, so it would make sense that it would just work. So I did a demo. Right, and so let me just, before you show the demo, let, yeah. me, just, let me just tell everyone, Adafruit is not saying to go out and buy cryptocurrency. When we do these demos, we need to find an API that anyone could just cut and paste a URL it needs to be HTTP, so it's not HTTPS. It needs to be accessible. It needs to be available. It needs to have something that when you look at the price or the data you get back, like, like a stock price, for instance, or in this case, cryptocurrency, you could say, oh, wow, 
that was, that's crazy. I remember when And the JSON data has to be small. And it has to be a small thing. Yeah. So the problem is... If you is, have another API that does not require right. a key, does not require SSL, so changes constantly so you can make sure it's so working. So we do demos with new stock and, and small weather. JSON output? Let me yeah. know. Yeah. So over the last like 10 plus years and then in former lives, including me, the demos that I would do were new stock weather. Now, when there's something like a stock ticker, it's not endorsing the company. You're just showing you can get data in with this stock ticker. So here's the thing. We're not saying buy Dogecoin. It's a joke. Please don't melt down. I personally don't even think it's a good idea. Please don't, don't do it. Please don't melt down and blame Adafruit and or more personally for global warming because we're showing this demo. It's just a demo. That's my disclaimer. Okay. Show the demo. Great. So this demo... Um, I'm, I'm demonstrating I2C display I.O. Because I want to test a whole bunch of stuff. It's using I2C connected to the OLED, display I.O. to do the font thing, because um, it's using this custom um, Comic Sans font. Um, connect to the internet, getting the data, and then displaying it all in CircuitPython. So this is a really, it's a really good all-in-one demo because I wanted to you know, test SPI, I2C, display I.O., um, uh, font handling, file system, like all the, all the little things are, are tested. Um, and it uh, looks like uh, hopefully, you know, if you did own it, you sold it before you lost like all your money because it went down from even earlier when I ran it. Um, so this works. So what's neat is um, if you have an RP2040 Connect, you can definitely run it in Arduino and Arduino has Arduino core support for this. If you want to run Python on it, um, I know for a fact that you can use it with the Wi-Fi and the sensors built in. If you um, want to use it with MicroPython, I'm actually not sure. Well, first off, display IO, the display stuff won't work because that's a core CircuitPython thing. The ESP32 SPI stuff might work, but I'll be honest, we haven't tested it with Blinka, so it's a little iffy. If somebody wants to try that out, though, try following Melissa's guide that she just wrote on how to install um, Blinka onto MicroPython boards, like load MicroPython onto this, load Blinka onto it, and then try running our example code. It, it might work, but I don't know. But it does work in CircuitPython, and I'm, I'm so psyched. This is so cool because um, I have no plans to make one a board like this that's all in one RP2040 sensors and Wi-Fi. Arduino did it. Go buy their board. It's awesome. It's very, very, very small, and it's a good price. So, um I personally like having ESP32 as a Wi-Fi coprocessor. I know some people are like, why not just use it? But I think the native USB is, is worthwhile. I mean, like, you know, instead of a USB to serial converter for Tra the same price, are good. you get a microcontroller. Great. So that's that. So I got that working. Uh, one thing um, I will say to note, uh, the, there's no boot zero button, like the, the button that lets you get into the bootloader. So you have to wire it up. It's not too hard. There's just like a jumper here, you can even use a little piece of wire to jump it while you plug it in to get into the bootloader the first time. Okay, so next up, right, any questions about that? No, I okay. appreciate our community who's like, they're all cool with this. They're not blaming you personally for like the deaths of owls and seals and oil spills. Personally, I don't <laughs> I don't really get the crypto, I'm, I, I don't get it, but yeah, whatever. You know. That being said, if someone knows of a demo that shows how easy this could all be in a very quick way, we're always looking for ones. We do weather, we do um, currencies, we do no, but weather you news. can't. But weather we can't get to without API key. The, it has to be an, a, an API yeah. that requires no key. Yeah. 
even even a free one because the whole goal is like people have to be able to test it without having to go and like register for an account and get your like now your data is being collected. Yeah. So, so it's well, I don't understand why, but cryptocurrency price APIs for some reason the ones that I've seen do not require an API. Yeah, yet. one I thing that we someone pointed so this is. out. One thing that we do show as well is we do our quotes demo. We have quotes off of our website. And so I we, do do the quotes demo a lot. Yeah, and we do we do that quite a bit. The request that we get is, oh, can it do like real-time updated data? So we're like, oh, yeah, sure, there's this silly Dogecoin thing here. But it's not a number. I like I like that when it's a number that is changing, whereas the quote, you have to get a different one. I don't know. I mean, yes, you, yeah. I, I do I do both demos. Um, yeah, so we do, we okay. do that. Uh, so, um, next up. Oh, what uh, was the name of the, can you hold the box up? What was the name of that, the Arduino product? It was the... It is the Arduino Nano RP2040 Connect with headers. Yes. Oh, also, I think our quotes requires SSL. That's why I don't use it. That's right. Um, and I want something without SSL because SSL causes other problems. Okay, so... Uh, this is a revision I've done for the um, Stemma friend. So this was a little like debug pal because I'm constantly getting I squared C devices and I'm like, what I squared C address is it and is it working and I, do I have the right pinouts? So I designed this like it's like a year ago now and it was with a SAMD21 and uh, it's got like Stemma QT ports and USB C and a little battery port and a little button here and. Um, a larger port that could use with Grove. And this worked, uh, it worked just fine. But the problem is the Sandy 21 just didn't have a lot of RAM in it. And so it definitely wouldn't, this would not have been able to run CircuitPython, which was kind of like a, a bummer. Um, but I wanted to keep the price low. And and I also need to be fast, a fast enough chip to do I squared C sniffing. Cause one of the things I want to do is not just address scanning, but like actual data sniffing. And so I kind of was like, I kind of hemmed and hawed on this, and I was like, kind of like working on it. And I was like, well, I could do it with the SAMD51, but then the chip is really big because they don't make small SAMD51 um, chips. Like this is a this is a SAM, SAMD21E, I think. Yeah. So this is the this is like the little you know mini. I think it's a four by four chip, maybe five by five. So I put this aside. I, you know, the the hardware was working, but I was kind of like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait on this. But then. With the RP2040, I was like, ooh, I can remake this now, and I can remake it with this new um, fancier chip. Now, the chip is a little bit bigger, uh, but it was it was still kind of worth it. I just made the board just a little bit taller to account for the chip and the flash memory, and it made me fit another button in. So there's a, a user button and a reset button. Um, yeah, I made them both right angle. Um, the improvement of, of having it be an RP2040 is now it has a ton of RAM, which is awesome because I can do stuff like frame buffering, which I'll show you. It's also fast as hell. It's 130 megahertz. So compared to the SAMD21, which is like 48 megahertz, you know, the GPIO is fast enough. I can do very quick reads. So again, I can sniff. I want to be able to sniff basically 400 kilohertz I squared C and, and, and have the data output. So you can do like logic analyzer type things. Um, and so I, um, I'm using the Philhauer Arduino core. And so this is, uh, just a demo of it, uh, with the I squared C scanner and you can kind of see barely, it says 44. So this is the, oh, this keeps touching pins, but when the pins aren't touching for this, uh, this sensor here, it's scanning and it's showing that this is a, um, 
SHT30, I think, is the sensor inside of it. So this is this is just me doing an I2C scan test, and if I can, I disconnect this using this cables, it goes away. So it's it's an I2C scanner, and then I can I can plug uh, sensors in over I2C and detect it. I also have um, I was doing some stuff over the uh, weekend. So what I did, so I'll put this into bootloader mode. So when I started, and this is this is not a ding on the core, this is just a, a common thing. The I squared, the, the SPI core was not really optimized. So if you wanted to draw to it, so this is just drawing like red, red, green, blue. You can see you could actually kind of see it drawing. Like it's fast, but it's not crazy fast. Even though this is running at 32 megahertz because it's sending like one byte and then it's just waiting and then, and then it returns and then it goes another again. It's, 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 it works perfectly well, but it does one byte at a time. What you really want to do when you're displaying to a screen, especially when you, when you want to write a whole frame buffer, is you want to give it a buffer and say, write all this data at once, like one byte after the other with no delays in between. Sometimes you have to use DMA for that. Uh, in this case, the Pico SDK has support for sending a buffer up at the Arduino coordinates. So I'm, I'm working on a pull request to do that. So when I do that, so I can memorize, it's like, okay, it's like, you know, about two hertz. It takes about a half second to, to redraw. If I uh, load up my fast SPI demo, You'll now see it's it's actually so fast that it's it's kind of freaking like you you can't it's it's starting to tear before this it displays the image so it's drawing now at about uh, thirty frames a second I think is is the speed so much much faster like it's actually looking kind of it's kind of freaking out a little bit but in in person you can see it goes red green blue so fast that it goes it it it's being the display is tearing the display is updating slower than the data is being pushed to it, which is good. That means you're, you're sending data fast enough. Um, so what that means is that um, I can do uh, frame buffer projects, which is what I mean is, is the display, instead of drawing to the display, which is very time consuming, I draw to a gigantic chunk of memory and the RP2040 has 260 something K of RAM. So I can buffer the entire display two bytes times 240 times 240 um, in and then blit it all at once. And I can like do stuff with IRQs where the, the blitting maybe happens in the background. Let me see. So my demo's running here. And um, that'll let me have really smooth motion of graphics so I can do things like plotting and I won't get like weird flickery effects, which I don't know. Why, why have those if you don't have need them? So this demo is actually a UART scanner. So what it does is it can... Um, read UART data, but it actually auto-bods. So when I connect it up, it will use the GPIO to read pulses coming out of this GPS, for example. And it will measure the pulse widths for like a couple milliseconds, and then it'll, it'll calculate like, okay, what is the baud rate it's sending it? So let me do this. So in this case, I just don't think it's going to... Going, but you can kind of barely see it. So this is automatically detecting 9600 baud, and it's displaying um, the NMEA data, which is coming out of here. 
it's really tiny text, but I think for just debugging, like just what baud rate is it? What data is coming out of it? Is it even running? I think it could be really handy. Um, I also got this same thing going with a Raspberry Pi. So, as you know, because I wanted to test, will it work with, you know, 115 uh, kilobaud? So this, I do have to reset it. So let me reset this because it's like it needs to redo the auto baud detection. And then plug in the USB here. Let me see if it works. Yeah, so you can see it's is you know it's printing out like you know system D and starting device and it's very tiny, but you'll have to just believe me that you can you can see the uh, startup messages from the Raspberry Pi show up on this little console screen. So yeah, not as good as like a computer console, but you know, better than, better than nothing. So um, those are the two things that I worked on this weekend. Oh, also, um, Mr. Lady Ada really wanted me to, oh, not says like login Raspbian. So, you know, like if you want to just like, what's the IP address? Is it booting? Yeah. This could be handy. It's just very small, it's hard to read. Um, but I wanted to make this a, a small little helper. Um, so I got some tubes because Mr. Yeah. Radiata wanted me to do a so VFD Trinky. So we're doing a um, limited run of some Trinkies of parts that we know we're not going to get a lot of and we're also not going to make a lot of. So we're, we're calling them, again, this is a joke, NFTs, not forever Trinkies. Yes. It's not digital we're not selling digital anything you should not put you should not buy digital artwork on a blockchain guys. Well, maybe, well maybe i don't know we i don't have an opinion about that right now. i do but but i but I'm, what i'm saying is we're calling these nfts not forever trinkies so we're gonna have a little like mini ice tube looking thing yeah we're calling them nfts they're not actually nfts you do not use crypto there's no them. burning of the icebergs for this so, and we're only going to make like 10 of these because I can't get these tubes. I only have like 10 of these tubes. So anyways, these are these are VFT tubes and they get 20 volts. So we'll have to like make a little boost converter. Right. Let's go to some questions. Ask me, ask me questions. Is the speed up approach just for video or can it speed up any uh, I squared C protocol with lots of data? Perhaps. It can do. I well, I mean, the RP24 is just a massively more powerful chip than the um, CMD21. And so... Um, I'm glad I waited. It's a little bit like, okay, so it took me like a year to wait for this chip. But it's the, it's, the, it's the much better chip, and also there's much more storage. It could do things like auto-detect what sensors connected. So I want it to be like a little like debugger helper. Like it's something I personally want because I'm constantly like, what's the I squared C address of this? What's the UART data coming out of this? Like I want to sniff UART data. And like doing that is so annoying. Um, bi-directional I squared C data is, is so annoying to sniff. So this would be like a little helper. And, you know, I, I like the Salays, but the, the Salays are just, they're, they're out of some people's budget. And I, I respect that. It's like, I'm not going to tell people go buy knockoffs. I'm going to say like, I'm going to design something just for I squared C debugging because there's so many people who are like, I just want to sniff I squared C and verify what, why, you, like so many platforms I'm working with now have like, repeated start or they don't do repeated start or they always do repeated start or they don't knack the same way or there's like a delay. I actually need something to help analyze I squared C and um, something I can give people in the field to do as well. So having that code will be helpful. For oh, me. and for this demo friend, yeah, we were doing a SAMD one and now we're doing a RP24. Yeah, the original was, was this. It was a SAMD21, but it was just really, and it worked for I squared C scanning and I could even do 
a little bit of I2C sniffing, but it was just underpowered. And it would never run CircuitPython. It, would just, it just couldn't do it. So I was, I, you know, this is now, it looks very similar. All right. Which is better. And a couple of folks are going to mortgage your houses to buy um, oh. NFTs from us. Okay, if it's, like a, it's like a little like dollhouse, maybe. The reality is our Not Forever Trinkies are probably going to always retain their value. It's an excellent investment. <laughs> okay. All right. Collect them all. Um, okay, so I think that's it. Oh, and there's one more thing. So a long time ago, I also designed a SAMD21 based um, circuit pirate. You can see the... Oh, uh, was the serial monitor in Arduino or CircuitPython? This is in Arduino. Oh, because and here's another thing. So the... Um, the, the scrolling text, by the way, so that's, I forgot to actually talk about the thing. So having the text scroll so smoothly, it doesn't look like super smooth, but it's quite smooth. You have to do that with a frame buffer. Like there's no way to, in the TFT memory, erase it. And you're probably like, well, Lady Ada, don't you know that you can scroll the TFT display? Like it has internal scrolling capability. Yeah, but I wanted to have like a header at the top that had information about the baud rate, and I'd probably have a footer as well. So it's like, once once you're doing that, it's like just spend the extra 10 minutes, and the RAM is free. If the RAM comes free with the chip, if I have the RAM, use the RAM, buffer the whole display. Blitting it, it looks great. And also when I get to the plotter, I wrote this plotter code a while ago for the clue, which will run well on this as well. You can't scroll it because the plotter is is a sub-image with the... With the um, not gradient, uh, like a dots in the background, like the uh, uh, gridded background, called like a gradier or something. I don't know the name of it, but um, you can't use the built-in TFT scrolling. Believe me, I was like, I need to use TFT scrolling. I looked at it, I was like, oh no, I actually can't use a built-in TFT scrolling. I have to do it in a frame buffer. So okay, you're gonna show those PCBs. Also, someone yeah. tossing the idea of proto trinky. Oh, yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so this is circuit pirate. So this is actually really old. This is now like I think this is like a three or something year old project. So I really liked the um, the bus pirate, but I wanted one that was programmable in Circuit Python. Like it had it had the same pinout, but it wasn't like you wouldn't use it with the same software. It would be it would just be something that you could use in a similar way, but you would script it in Python. Because one of the things that I've always really wanted, well, now I have a solution to it of my own, but standalone chip programmers are just like, they're either like $3,000 or you build your own. Like there's nothing in between. And I thought this would be neat if we could make, you know, a little debug tool that could also be a standalone tool. So you, similar to this, but have more GPIOs and have like switchable power and like all, you know, I think this is like all level shifted and everything. Um, so I did this with seventy twenty one, and I actually got another thing is you need to have a separate UART terminal if you wanted to like code it. Mm -hmm. I actually got pretty far and then ran out of RAM and with the seventy twenty one, like three or four years ago, and I was like, oh, I should probably do this with the seventy fifty one, and they put it aside. But again, I think I think the RP twenty forty would be an excellent choice for this chip because you want something with really fast GPIO and a ton of RAM, especially if you're doing um, data. Um, captures like if you want to do a logic analyzer you want to be able to like capture a ton of stuff and then you know on a trigger and then send that back up to the computer for analysis um, and the RP2040 has enough RAM to do a you know not a huge but a significant chunk 10 times as much as the 7021 so circuit pirate might might actually come to life your okay. old PCB all right is there's a date code on this there's not a date code is it it's great, old is it great search time it's time for the great search all right 
Okay, the great search brought to you by DigiKey. Thanks, DigiKey. Every single week, Lady Ada uses her powers of engineering and smarts to go to the DigiKey site and find all the things you need. This is especially helpful for part shortages when you have to do things like substitutions and more. But yes. this week, we were on a mission because we're making a bunch of keeps and... Well, people are asking... So I got a request of like... So, so someone on our team was like, I've seen these really gorgeous keyboard cables. Yeah. Which, again, I'm, I'm not um, endorsing or not endorsing spending $100 on a keyboard cable. I was just personally curious what, what is up with these. And they're like, oh, they use these cool aviation connectors. And I was like, well, what is, what is an aviation connector? Um, and so I did a little bit of research, and um, they often use Limo connectors or sometimes like the a a a YC8s or something. There's a couple of variations. Um, but Limo are, uh, uh, I remember Limo connectors. We used them in the media lab for yeah. our wearable computer stuff. We would we would have the Twiddler um, on a Limo connector in there, and for so if it got caught on something, you could easily detach it. Um, and so I thought I would first show off these cables, but also look. There's people who are, you know, if you're doing projects and you need a really really good push pull connector, like nothing really beats a Limo. They're amazing. Um, they are not. Inexpensive, but they're very high quality. Um, there's a reason they are often used, as you may yeah. guess, for aviation. I, I, I do understand why folks will um, spend time and effort and energy to make a beautiful keyboard. Because, they're beautiful. Because you, you might be using this thing 8 to 10 hours a day. Like, what other thing touches you 8 to 10 hours a day? Maybe your phone? Pillows. Pil I have a really nice pillow, by the way. Like, I got a really nice pillow, like, kind of somewhere in the middle of the pandemic, and it was... It's really helped. Yeah. It's, it's really not from the MyPillow guide before, it's not the my <laughs> before someone gets honest about that. Anyway. No, it's... it's so it's I can understand why, why folks okay. like these because it sits on your desk. It's probably in your living room or in, you know, the, the, the most intimate place in your home. There's this keyboard. And so I understand why people do this. And I, and I think one of the yeah, things... Yeah, this is a really beautiful well, one. I, I, like, I was just Googling. I was like, oh my I, God, this is gorgeous. I think it's one like of the glowing things purple. as a community we can... Like, the Adafruit community is fine. But I think one of the things outside of the community is like... I think there's a tendency to like make fun of folks and say like, oh, you're spending all this money on this. So what? Like, it's this thing that you use all day long. Like, if, it, if it's something that brings you joy and you built it yourself, like, that's fine. It's cool. Like, these are cool. Yeah, anyways. So, I mean, so we beautiful. wanted to find out more about these. I'm curious about them. So, um, so, but you can you can get them pre-made, and I will say if 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 you're not an experienced solder or cable maker, it's a good idea to do it. This is just more like if you are personally interested in using it for other stuff, it's it's a similar connector to this. So if you look um, online, uh, so this is this is one that actually uses a proper Limo connector, and you'll you'll know them because they have these little red dots and these grooved. Um, Connector, so you see that the the cable is coiled, and then you can you can quick connect it. You can change out the contacts. So these are usually four pin cables because they're um, you're using USB. So let's go to DigiKey, and uh, so let's look for. You could actually just search for Limo. Although I'll show you how to find the whole category. Um, there's actually a lot. They're they're often they're actually called circular connectors. And you can look. So the only thing is that there's like a ton of stuff that Limo makes. Like they make, even though they're called Limo, it's 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 a little bit of like the Kleenex thing. That Limo is the name of the company that makes them, not the name of the connector itself. 
even though the moment somebody said Alima, you know, free water church, I was like, oh, I know exactly what you're talking about um, because they're really nice. Um, it's actually something more like this, right? Like that's what it looks like. Yeah, so, you can go to limo.com uh, slash Ian. Someone drop that in the chat. Dude, you can. can yeah, they're, they're called medical connectors, which is like. They are, I mean, these yeah. are like, these are amazing. These are, cool. these are like, they're so enjoyable to use. Okay, but let's, uh, let's look for active. And um, let's look for, um, we, we don't want, we want free hanging. And we don't want panel mount. We want them the ones that, panel mount would mean that one side is a panel mounted and the other side push pulls out, which is, which is fine. But we don't want that. We actually want um, free hanging, which means that they're in, in between two cables. So they are literally free hanging. Which if you think about it, is like the kind of the most um, stressful thing a cable can do, right? Because it can get caught, it can get yanked, it can get twisted. There's now there's two sides that are that are very delicate. So that's why these cables, these cable connectors are, are Oh cool. Someone made custom cables for their brother for their birthday. Oh. Look at that. And so that's cool. Those are cool. I wonder yeah. how you coil the cables. Okay. Yeah. So this is so let's go look for the the the, the inline cables. Um, next up, uh, you know, cause there's still like 14,000. I mean, there's tons of these. I know that we kind of want these, right? So let, but let's show how to pare it down to get to them. So the next thing is, is how many positions we want. Now, there's a lot of options. 114. Okay, I got to see what, what's 114 connectors? What, what is this unholy? Oh my God. <laughs> this is, look at this. <laughs> this is nuts. Okay, I don't know what, what you would need this for, um, but if you did, I guess they DigiKey's got it. You can you can use them. But we're not going to go for 113. We're going to go for four, and we're not going to do three plus one coax. We're going to do, I don't know what quadrax is, but let's just do these oh, four. Oh, to options. make the custom cables, you coil it with the post and then heat gun and a lot of patience. That makes sense. A lot of patience. Yeah. All right. I'm going to try to make one of those. I think we should. We've got yeah. these. We've got these nice uh, woven cables. I wonder what will happen. Okay. So next up, um, let's. You know, you can get different colors, uh, but you can start looking at these. These. So these are like basically when people talk about limo, they have different series numbers, and the series numbers is how large the cable opening is. So actually, let's. Why don't we make one that'll fit this um, cable I have here? I didn't plan that, but. Just uh, grab my multimeter, my multimeter, my uh, calipers. So um, I'm going to measure the diameter of this woven cable that I have. Like maybe this cable, maybe this cable is the one I'll, I'll limoify. So you measure the diameter, and it's you know 3.7 millimeters, 0.14, one four inches. So this is done in, yeah, it's kind of like an inch. And there's always like a little bit of a range. So, yeah, about 0.14. So let's look at the cable openings. So you can do this one, this one, this one. There's a couple of, uh, let's see, one, four. Okay, so these are the the point one four. So maybe we'll do this one four six. That's the that's the max. 
Yeah. And I want it, you know, you want it to not be, you, you can't, you don't want, you definitely don't want something larger because it'll, it'll be floppy inside. Okay, so let's apply. So now we've got only 100, 330. Because folks use these for lightsabers too. Yeah? Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't care too much about the shell finish, although if you care, you know, go for it. Um, so fastening type. So push-pull and detent lock. I don't know detent lock, but definitely threaded is what you think. You thread it on. Um, whereas push-pull, which is what a lot of people like, you there's actually a little, like, sleeve on a spring, and you pull it to detach it, and then you can snap it back on. Again, very luxurious. So let's do push-pull. Didn't really reduce the number any. Um, and then next up, let's uh, let's just see what's in stock. Because that, that's actually going to cut it down a lot. All right. So basically, um, we've we've cut it down, and we can look to see like this is nice. yeah these are I mean these are these are glorious. Let me see if they have a version that has a three D. Have a three D model, but this one shows you all the cons. So when oh, you nice. get these, it's a kit. Okay, and this is one side. You need two sides. Don't forget, both sides are required. I guess there's a request for a stemma. Yeah, or it's so, perfect. We uh, can make stemma QT to limo to make it waterproof. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yes, you could. So you can see that there's, this is the plastic bushing that holds the four contacts. Um, there's a shell. This is the spring load part. This is the back part. This is the, you can see that there's a little bit of a, like a groove. This is what grips the cable. So this is what you get for the cable grips. So in general, there's, there's different families. So what I did research is there's different family series. From 00B, which is the smallest family, the, literally the thinnest, to 0B, 0E, and up. I'll say most people use 0B. That's kind of the most common, but 00B is also available. It's just They're just literally much thinner. Like These are very thin. Um, they might be a little tougher to, to put together, so it's up to you. Can you go back to the keyboard uh, picture? On your browser, yeah. This so one? this is, so yeah. This is actually not a limo, though. I'll yeah, say, yeah, this yeah. Is, this I just is wanted to show. This is where they. End, this is what it looks like, where it kind of ends up. Yeah. This is what. So this is actually this is actually a really good image, although it's it's a little bit dark. By the way, view image was re removed from my browser, and I'm I'm going to go <laughs> and I'm going to like murder some developer for removing view image. Like I have to install a plugin to use view yeah, image, and I, I really. I'm really upset about it. Depending on the browser I use, I have all these plugins to get functionality I used to have back. That's yeah. weird. Yeah. It's like little little patches. Yeah. That come. <laughs> so, anyways. Anyways. So this is what it looks like. So this is what it looks like, and you can. So this is you know you have you need both sides. Don't yeah, forget. Yeah, that's cool looking. It is. This is really cool looking. No, these are just like. This is neat. They're so cool looking, but like I just want to because I know people always get like like oh it's an audio file. It it's just because it's cool looking, which I actually really respect. They're not like, oh, this makes you type faster. They're just like, it's just really cool looking, <laughs> which yeah. it is. Um, so, yeah, but also the limo connectors are really great. Anytime you're doing, like, if you're doing a project that is, uh, that needs quick connects that are du really durable and dust proof, and I don't think these are waterproof. They do make versions that are, but really connectors are one of the things that take down projects. I've not seen anything destroy a project faster than uh, bad connectors, so good connectors are good. Yeah. So the this is kind of the one that most people are using, the, the Zero B series FGG. Chances are, if if you're if you see somebody making a keyboard with a Limo connector, they're going to be using this. 
Okay, how much are they each? They're they're twenty two bucks. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. So, but here's the other thing, and let me just say this. But if, they're really nice. If you're making really your own nice. keyboard, and this is a piece of art, and you're gonna have it for years, that's pretty cheap, considering how long you may have it. And like you bring it is it is a very yeah. Anyways, it's a very connector, and then don't forget you need the other side. Yeah. So sure. sometimes they have the mating connector on the back here at the bottom here they show you the mating side so there's panel mount mate and other so you'll also need one of these just fyi but you'll need both they're really amazing though i will say so um so there you go this is limo connectors great for keyboards but also great for other projects uh including i guess medical and aeronautical engineering yeah that's the great search all right. Limo. Where in the world is that part I need? The Great Search with DJ All right, some questions. Yes. Um, do they need an additional special assembly crimping tool? No, they don't. That's a very good question. Thank you for asking. Right. Um, they are solder cup. I should have mentioned that, but uh, they are solder cup, which means you do not need to crimp anything. Um, you just have to be very careful assembling it. Uh, I will say it's not a bad idea to use um, uh, heat shrink. Heat shrink over yeah. the solder cups. Yeah. Why not? But okay. you don't technically need it. All right. Uh, Bill is uh, back. Hey, Bill. Um, bad connectors that have killed a lot of magic wheelchair projects is true, especially if you're doing yes. Yeah. If you're doing accessibility you're doing wheelchair projects, stuff, wheelchair stuff, these yeah. connectors are really good. Okay. Uh, someone asks, I have lots of those VSD tube VFD tubes and would love to buy a board to drive them. Any options, opinions, suggestions? I'm going to say Look check Tindy. Check Tindy and Etsy because I, I did see a lot of people doing um, doing a lot of uh, VFD type projects. Um, eBay too. I got these on eBay to be honest. I've got a 10 pack of these. These are Russian tubes. Yeah. Okay, cool. Any other? Um, I'm just going to let folks know about something that's coming up. Um, I uh, got the okay from Siemens. They're going to let me interview them. Yes, it's true. They bought Supply Frame, and part yes. of that purchase was... Tindy. Tindy and Hackaday. Tindy Hackaday. And so, uh, disclosure, I started Hackaday a million years ago. I have nothing to do it now. I'm pleased that it's still around. I'm curious what they're going to do with Hackaday. So I'm going to interview them and find out. So that's that. Okay. Okay. During the week, we have all of our shows. That's right. Tuesday is Product Pick with JP. Yes. On Wednesday, Show and Tell. And We're back. Ask an Engineer, fully back. Yes. Fully vaxxed. Fully vaxxed. Fully unmasked now. Um, <laughs> yeah. Vaxxed, waxed, and unmasked. Yeah. Maxed. <laughs> and um, then on Thursday, JP's um, workshop. Also, uh, one, one day before that, sorry. 3D Hangouts with Noah and Pedro on Wednesday. Yes. And then Friday Deep Dive with Scott. So we have yes. a full week of shows. We have a ton of stuff com coming Com Lab up. every day-ish. Yeah. And um, right when you need it. That is our show for tonight. Bubble tea. Um, I want to say thank you to everyone in our community who's super chill and they're supportive of each other regardless of the project you're working on. Everyone makes something and there's lots of things that we can do to help each other and I'm glad that we found each other in this community. And it's been a long year, and things are coming back. For the first time in over a year, we had um, lunch with someone. It was amazing. It was weird. We hugged them. Yeah, it was super weird. 
and it so, was okay. And so um, we were permitted to. Yeah, and uh, the restaurant you had to show your um, vaccination card. Yes, and they um, thought the ours were cool. Yeah, and it was it was not it was not a big deal at all. It was actually just like, oh yeah, hey, how's it going? Oh, here's the thing, just, and you know, it, it was cool. Yeah, you so, wear you wear a mask in the restaurant until you get to the outside yeah. table. We sat outside, and it was so it was cool. If folks are around the world, and you're like, you know, what is normalcy? When is going to happen? Um, you know, you can get used to anything really fast, and um, I'm getting used to this again, and uh, I'm thankful that we're able to see people. If you have access to vaccinations, please, please get it. Yeah. It's, it's great. You're yeah. just tired for one day, but then... You know, I just got big, stronger. But you got faster. stronger. I had a weight lifted off of me, yeah. so I don't, I don't get stronger. <laughs> I just had less, less okay. stress about it. All right, so that's our show. We'll talk to everybody. Thanks for coming by. That was this week's Disc of Lady Ada. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.